Once again, this episode of the True Girl MomCast is brought to you by Bible to School. Yeah, Bible to School provides free elective Bible classes to elementary school children attending public school. And the thing that blows my mind is going to blow your mind is they do it during the school day. Wow. During the school day, children walk or they're bused to a nearby church or another location where trained volunteers lead the kids in worship and in sharing Bible stories. And Janet, the best thing is that they learn how to apply the Bible lessons to their lives and they pray together. So learn more at BibleToSchool.com and you can check out links to Bible to School in our show notes as well. Thank Thank you, you, Bible Bible to School. School. Welcome to the True Girl MomCast, where we'll learn a lot, laugh a lot, and have biblical conversation about raising daughters. Because the struggle is real. But guess what? You, my friend, are not alone. I'm one of your hosts, Shana McKenzie, and I'll be joined momentarily by my friends Dana Gresh and Janet Milan. Special thanks to Bible to School for sponsoring this episode. Thanks, guys. Today on the podcast, we're talking about the importance of encouraging your daughter to be who she is as a girl, no matter what different gender stereotypes are telling her. Also, we'll talk about that one time when G.I. Joe action figure said, decorating is fun. And you'll find out why Dana's husband, Bob, says she's locked up. And I might confess why my voice gets higher when I compliment my daughter's outfits. Let's dive in. Gender is a really big topic in our culture right now, and it matters so much so that we're going to stay focused on it this month, even though we did talk about it last month. But we're talking about it from a different angle this month. Hopefully you heard the April 2023 episode of the True Girl Momcast focused on helping your daughter understand why gender matters to God. This month, we're going to focus on what qualities make a woman godly. Hey, I wonder if I can start us out with something that I think is absolutely hilarious. You don't Uh need to ask permission. Okay, go for it. Okay, so several years ago, well, a lot, lot, many years ago, actually, there was an activist group called the Barbie Liberation Front. It was a group of women who were (laughs) upset. You're already enjoying this story, I see. It was a group Mm -hmm. of women. They were upset about the way that Barbie dolls give this stereotypical view of women. So Uh these women actually broke into the Mattel Toy Company factory where they were making and storing talking. Mm. Well, here's where the stereotypes begin. They stored talking for boys. They're called action figures. Mm -hmm. And for girls, they called them dolls. Right. Right. So there's the stereotype already. So this group of women, the Barbie Liberation Front, broke in and they just reversed the little voice chip from the Barbies to the G.I. Joes. What? (laughs) I'm not kidding you. (laughs) from the Barbies to the G.I. Joes. So they put everything back, just packaged exactly the way it was, so that on Christmas morning, the little boys would open up a G.I. Joe figure that would say things like, decorating is fun. (laughs) And the little girls would open up a Barbie that would say things like, kill, kill, kill. (laughs) This is so twisted in so many ways. Right? First of all, the name, Barbie Liberation Front, it's like... Like, (laughs) The picture I have in my head. Right. They want the little Barbie outfits and they're like, but they're they have like the little berets or something. I don't know. It's, just, it's the visual I have them marching into the factory. Shannon just gotta peek into your mind. I'm telling you. I actually you. watched one of the newsreels from this happening. There are about three hundred dolls across forty three states oh, that goodness. were 
you know, switched like this. And there was this brother and sister sitting there on the ground and the boys got his GI Joe and the girls got a doll in her hand. And I guess he got in a GI Joe that was speaking Barbie language, mm-hmm. like math is really hard or something <laughs> right. like that. And, and the girl goes, I actually like it better. Something like, I really like it better because it's not so serious when GI Joe talks now. <laughs> well, I guess it has some kind of good effect. Yeah, she right? was well, like, this is a win for me. <laughs> Listening to my brother's toy talk all day about kill, kill, kill. I mean, yeah. like Barbie... Yes, they've historically represented like a stereotypical view of what it means yeah. to be a woman. And uh, G.I. Joe represents a stereotypical view of what it means to be a man. But that's why this is confusing. I mean, it's hilarious. But confusing. But still right? confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the problem. You and I live in a church, in a body of Christ, in which we are embedded in culture. Mm. So we can't help but receive all sorts of messages that are out there in the air around us. And when it comes to understanding what it means to raise up women, it's so easy to think in categories that are merely Barbie doll or G.I. Joe action figure. You know Mm. what I mean? We can sometimes do this without even intellectually considering what does scripture say Mm -hmm. about women? Mm -hmm. And the scripture really does uproot both of those drastic stereotypes with much, much, much more complicated truth. So today we're going to talk about gender stereotypes, and they can make raising our girls complicated. And I feel like the world's messages are making it even more complicated than it is, um, but especially in this culture where gender is supposedly fluid. Mm-hmm. Right. Gender stereotypes can range, right? Like girls like pink and boys like blue. It can go from that to characteristics like women are more empathetic and men are more analytical um, and even interests like women like shopping, which I I don't have a problem with that. You, you like yeah. that? I think that's typical. typical. But okay. my husband also likes... truth. <laughs> he likes yeah. stuff, okay? Right. Yeah. Um, or men like sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. And depends on culture and all, all those other yeah. factors, right? Right. Where do these stereotypes come from? Good question. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're just inaccurate beliefs or just like taught dysfunctions that are passed on through a society or community. The stereotype may represent only like a minority of men and women. But if it has gained acceptance in society, the stereotype will continue to spread and grow. And sometimes Mm -hmm. stereotypes are rooted in a level of truth. It might be true that in many cases, women like one thing while men like another, right? Like yeah. what you said, the shopping thing. Yeah, that's true about yeah. me. Listen, It's not true about every every woman, I but know women it's true hate, about me. One of the shopping. stereotypes that's really reversed in our house mm-hmm. is, you know, they say that women talk more than men. Mm-hmm. Well, for Bob's you, Bob's the talker. He's the talker. <laughs> he's the talker. Like, I, mean, I do you talk, a lot but, of listening yeah. at mm-hmm. the Gresh House. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, they just, it, they, they, they can make you feel uncomfortable. Like, for a while, Bob was like, well, baby, maybe you're locked up. Maybe you don't say more words because you're locked up. And I you're wasn't locked, locked up. up. I'm just like, I'm just an introvert. I'm a quiet person. I'm a listener. So, right. like, they can create confusion. It did create confusion yeah. in our marriage. Like, mm-hmm. we wondered, oh, is this part of what we need to be fixed? But yeah. now we know it's okay for him to talk. It's okay for me to right. listen. Yeah. Like, like Dave Ramsey, I like that he, when he's talking about like the money stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it's usually the stereotype that the man has to do the budget or, and it's it's been a point of contention in many marriages because sometimes the man isn't good with money or math. Or, yeah, math. Right? And so in those cases, sometimes it's better when the wife Who does, does the, the budget. money in your Oh, house? my husband. Yeah. Absolutely in your house? my husband. Like, um, Andy does. Yeah. Every now and then we'll switch it back just... 
for like a short amount of time right. until I bounce checks and then we switch it back to him. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, yeah. This is so like that's yeah. we in our early years of marriage we went back and forth for a while and then me and Math yeah. were not friends and Bob figured that out. And said, is. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> Bob but always got to see me separated. Like, one place we are remember. like reversed from a stereotype in our marriage is so Andy's not a baby when he's sick. Like mm-hmm. if he's sick, mm-hmm. um, he's like. Just moving forward Push until he's running t- into the ground. Whereas I'm, not I'm comment like, comment on this story. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to comment Uh-oh. on how it goes in our house. Oh, is yeah. Bob the baby? You I, I, I'm not. I said I'm not going to comment. <laughs> Did you not, not comment? Are you a baby, Janet? Or when you just sick? called you Janet, <laughs> <laughs> just called you me. Actually, when I'm sick, I become a whole other person. <laughs> Are you a baby when you're sick? I'm more of a baby than he is. Mm. Like, oh. I will actually yeah. stop my life. My thing is, the thing I'm a baby about is I just want him to touch just my to face. No. Wait, what? I want, him to, I want his hands okay. on my face when I'm sick. <laughs> We're going to save that like, Andy, for another program. go put your hands in the fridge and get them cold oh. and then come and touch my face. Oh, so I want to be, be like, touched when okay. they're sick. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what, what there are other things work? to unpack there. No, it know. has to be his cold hands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, is that a... I don't know. Yes, we, we we whatever you're about to ask, yes. We unpack that. It's we should, another let's day. Bury yes. that and talk about and the moon or episode something. 355: <laughs> The yes. Psychology of Hand Touching Your Face. Andy has to join Cold us for the next podcast. It's only his hands. I don't want anyone else's hands touching I my think face. Maybe also I should, still still odd. But although think, maybe it would work. I don't I think know. it would be wise if I opened up the scriptures now. <laughs> I think you should. I think the Lord is more than a scripture snack at this point. God's like, please open the scriptures. Let's dive into the scriptures. Um, our key verse this month is from Proverbs 31. And of course, this sometimes daunting passage contains the words of a mother that were written to her son to advise him. And the majority of it describes the kind of woman who is worthy of praise, the woman who's worthy of being married to for life. And of course, let's just start out by saying she is not an actual Woman, somebody say amen, amen, praise the Lord, but a figurative representative of qualities that a woman could have mm-hmm. that are worthy of praise, um, because who could live up to it, right? Listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there at the end in verse 30, we find one of the most essential ingredients of being female. Janet, can you read Proverbs thirty-one thirty? Yes, this is actually the verse I prayed over my oldest daughter, Lucy, since before Aww. she was born. Mm-hmm. So... Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Proverbs 31, 30. Mm, Charm is deceptive. Okay, so the Hebrew word for charm is chen. It can mean enchanting, fascinating, spellbinding. It's not reality. It's smoke and mirrors. It's Mm. deception. Charm enchants with an external personality that doesn't always match the internal reality. So right off Mm -hmm. the bat, this verse is declaring, be real. Be the real you. Mm -hmm. Don't deceive. We've got to free our girls from themselves. We've got to free our girls from the cultural pressure to be charmful. And then the Mm -hmm. next phrase says, beauty does not last. Barbie is what, like 56 years old? Okay. And still has her curves. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to be 56 years old this year. And I want to be. <laughs> Wait, what? Could hear anything. I, I, <laughs> Mike went out for a second. Guy, I think that cut out. I think it, Sound I think guy. it didn't cut out. I think You're it's looking fine. wonderful. Anyway, Barbie and I are the same age. And I mm. used to be shaped like Barbie. But does this mean we're not allowed to appreciate the shape of a woman who is beautiful like Mm -hmm. 
Of course not. We can appreciate that, but that beauty's not going to last, right? Mm. Ecclesiastes celebrates true beauty. Shani, go ahead and read what Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 3.11. Sure, Will. I love that, Solomon. He said, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in their hearts. Ah, so true beauty has more to do with eternity and heaven than our Barbie figures. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> um, and finally, this, the last phrase of that verse from Proverbs, but the woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. And here, this is the essential quality of a woman, according to Psalm thirty-one thirty, fearing God. Mm-hmm. In contrast to charm, not being the real you, and fading external beauty, a woman of worth yeah. fears God. And that's not to say she cowers in fear, of course, but she walks in wisdom. She recognizes God's worth, His sovereignty and majesty, and she bows to it. She allows Him to define who she is, and this is worthy of praise. So, I mean, right off the bat, I think we have to ask ourselves, are we raising girls in a culture today that's characterized by fearing God? You know, when you ask if we live in a culture that's characterized by fearing God, my subculture is, mm-hmm. you know, my close-knit sure. church family culture is. But mm-hmm. on the whole, I don't see anything that's telling me to put anything above myself, mm-hmm. actually. Right. Right? I'm supposed to bow to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're in a definitely a man-fearing culture. Right. I think it's—we're creating the standard, even like cancel culture, right? Yep. It's like you fear— being excommunicated or shamed or, you know, not Mm -hmm. meeting the standard that (laughs) ethereal culture has set. And so that, you know, that fear Mm -hmm. um, is prevalent, but not the fear of God. And so there's this constant ivy drip Mm -hmm. of the antithesis of the fear of God that our daughters have to kind of live in. Mm -hmm. And we live in this culture that really does fulfill self and we mostly are our own gods. Mm -hmm. I myself am to blame sometimes. Mm -hmm. So that's what leads us to gender confusion. Now, did I just make a great big jump there? No, I didn't. (laughs) Because see Romans 1 for more about that. It reads, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. We're living in that. Mm-hmm. We're living in Romans 1, where we are worshiping and serving the creature, worshiping ourselves rather than the creator. So with that as our backdrop, we have to train our daughters to live authentic lives of worship to the creator. Mm-hmm. And that requires a harmony of what's real and inside of her, her internal beliefs and her reality is accurately reflected in her worship in the way that she lives. For that to occur, she has to become a devoted student of the Word of God. She has to saturate herself in His worth. She has to worship Him in community. She has to be in that sub-community like Janet just mentioned mm-hmm. continually. Like, are we taking her only to ballet and soccer and all those things? Or are we getting her in community with other believers so she can be saturated in the value of God, not consumed by her own value? Now, maybe as a girly girl who likes to wear pink or perhaps as a tomboy who prefers to wear jeans and loves basketball, I mean, it doesn't matter what kind of girl she is. We have many women who fear God in the scriptures, and they're all authentic and valuable in their own way. Um, In fact, 
let's see if we can list off some of our sheroes in the Bible, women who feared God, but you're going to quickly see how they express their femininity very differently. I'll start us off with Esther, who loved the spa. At least I think, <laughs> I imagine her loving that spa experience. I just that feel like, experience. like she did. Um, and yet <laughs> she was good. fearless in approaching the king, right? right. Mm-hmm. She She had no fear of doing what was... Per- perhaps going to lead to her death. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. To the point of saying that. If I die, I, I die. die. Right. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to do. And there's Deborah, the judge, who rose up to be a warrior for God in the absence of male leadership. And Lydia, the first convert in Philippi. She was a businesswoman who made purple mm-hmm. linen. Perhaps a bit of an artist. Yeah. yeah. I would think that she probably was a bit of a creative. And so just these three women were unique and different, but all of them feared God. Mm-hmm. And we've got to give our girls the freedom to live outside of the stereotypes. They don't help us in this battle to defend the truth about gender. And they don't help our daughters. They hinder them. But at the same time, we must call them to fear God. This month, we want to encourage you to create a mom-daughter date that really reflects the personality of your daughter. Is she a girly girl? Host a tea party for her. Does she love sports? Go shoot some hoops or throw a football together. Now, I don't know how to really do the sports thing, but I'm going to try, your right? football if, spiral is not so good? Yeah, but I don't... Mm-mm. Laces out! No, I don't know. <laughs> Are you sure that's right? <laughs> Ace Ventura said it. It could be late. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to trust for yeah. your sports information. I, that fit. I don't know. Wasn't he a pet detective? He was. Okay, what did he, he know about not, sports? Let's not promote that. <laughs> right. We're not going to quote that one. Okay, fine. Um, go shoot hoops or throw a football together, even if that's not your thing. Is she into the arts? Go to an art gallery, paint pottery together. Or is she an intellectual brainiac? Go to a science museum or or... Go to a library so you can feed that brain. But you get the idea, right? Mm. Dana, Janet, what are some ways you've allowed your girls to express their unique personalities? Well, you know, for me, um, I adopted one of my girls when she was almost 14 years old. She Mm. lived in China before that. And I really had this vision of her coming over here and just embracing our world and our culture and Um, I I wanted her not to let go of that Asian culture, but I didn't realize uh, just how much she would want to be planted in that. So Mm -hmm. even as a young adult, it meant taking her to some Chinese classes, keeping her connected to some Chinese friends. It meant when she graduated from high school that she went to Taiwan to be a part of YWAM. My heart was like, oh, so far away. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was hard for me. And now as a young mother herself, um, married to a boy from Taiwan who she met while Mm -hmm. she was there, um, they're planted very heavily in an Asian culture here in our hometown. They go to a uh, Chinese Alliance church. And, um, you know, I bless that in as many ways as I possibly can. You know, we have special celebrations for Chinese New Year. Um, we just try to give them the space to mm-hmm. be distinct in that way. Now, I realize that's not really personality-based. But for me, um, that has been the biggest um area where God has just had to allow me to feel safe. For me, it's more about like, don't leave me. Don't go live on the other side of the ocean. Please stay here. And I know someday she might. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think some moms experience that maybe when they're um, a girly girl and their daughter's a tomboy or something like that. But it's, I've seen my daughter thrive as I've released her into that difference Mm -hmm. from me. Mm -hmm. 
So I'd have to say, I don't know if you've noticed, but my personality is a little more on the outgoing side of mm, life, no. a little bit more talkative, <laughs> colorful, engaging. You know, I walk into a room and I would talk to everybody who's there usually. So in your house, who says more words, you or Andy? <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> People uh, often ask me, is Andy okay? I'm like, yeah, he's just Andy. What do you mean? He doesn't say things. He's fine. Yeah, unless they're really important. And they're like, right. Whoa. When he says things, you listen. So my oldest daughter, Lucy, has a personality similar to Andy. Uh-huh. And I think, um, so when she was younger and she was little she's the cutest little peanut in the whole world her little blonde bob and her little blue eyes and just like this little tiny little thing and but she was introverted uh-huh. and so it's funny because people like kids who give them something back right away who reward them for their engagement so mm. you know you have to a kid and they're like hey and they're like oh and the kid beams and like is engaging people feel good about themselves when that happens and if a kid doesn't give that back people say things like oh is she shy mm. <laughs> oh is she scared yeah. of me is she right. and and there was a time when I was like, I guess, kind of wishing that she was more like me. Like, why can't she come to the room and just, you know, turn on the smile and be engaging? But that's not her personality. She's right. introverted. And she, when she feels like connected to an individual or a smaller group, she really opens up. And that's when you see Lucy for who she really is. That's where she's comfortable. Um, but in bigger groups, she's content to just kind of hang back. And, yeah. you know, it's changed as she gets older, matures, and learns how to engage. But it took me just letting her be that way, like yeah. being who she is mm-hmm. and not expecting her to be like me um, and being okay with people saying things like, because they felt insecure because she wasn't giving them mm-hmm. you know, reward for right. engaging with them. And also I would talk to her about engaging with people. Like she'll say, well, I don't really need to say it in a group. So before we go somewhere, I would say, these are questions people are going to ask you. What's mm-hmm. something you can say when someone says, how do you like school? And mm-hmm. so she'll say, okay, well, I can say I like lunch the best, you know, right. or whatever. <laughs> Which most of them say. <laughs> right. Recess. But Recess. That, was, that was something I feel like I did well. It took me a little mm. bit to get to it, but to let her just be her introverted self. Yeah. Now, then I had Jack, who's me times <laughs> a thousand. Yeah. So um, <laughs> then I was like, oh, I get, I get you. <laughs> yeah. um, but I feel really um, proud of that. Because I feel like I did a good job with that, mm-hmm. Lucy. It's good. What about you, Shannon? Um, actually, it's something I'm learning now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> with uh, my oldest, with Carice, it was, you know, she was coming into herself. My Both my daughters are pretty extroverted. Carice is a little more ambivertish now. But um, as she was coming up and, like, getting into style and clothing and things like that, it was like, you know, we would have fun with that kind of thing. And Soraya, she is coming into her own right and so there's this book called are you gonna wear that and it's it's literally talking about how as moms we can like put this stigma on our daughters you know just like oh well aren't you gonna put on some earrings or aren't you gonna those two patterns and so like you know when she comes into the room in the morning i'm like okay yeah you could That'll work, you know. It's, it's such <laughs> does your, fun. Does your voice go up like that? Because right. they know you're lying does, when you do it's that. Fine, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's but fine. just kind of letting her do that more because yeah. I'm watching, you know, as she's finding more freedom in mm-hmm. putting things together. And, and she'll say, Mom, does this go? Or Mom, is this? I'm like, okay, now's the chance. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'll, I can interject something here, but I'm not, like, forcing it yeah. on her. Like, oh, well, why don't you wear this, hon? Or why don't you put that on? You know, because I don't yeah. want her to have that right that image and i'm like well by this age carice was you know putting these things together right <laughs> she's a whole different don't child don't yep. compare and so yeah i'm learning it right now <laughs> yeah we're all learning it right mm-hmm. now let your daughter be the unique her. creation that god made her to be and celebrate it yeah 
Yeah, celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Join us next month on the True Girl Mom cast where we'll talk about, well, do you have mean girl moments in your own home? Do you have a little mean girl running around there sometimes? Well, we're going to talk about that, how kindness and training for good friendships actually begins in your home. It's going to be real and it's going to be good. That's coming up next month. And can we ask you a favor? Why don't you go ahead and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode? That's a good idea. And of course, tell a friend because we definitely don't want any mom to feel like she is all alone in this mothering journey because you're not alone. This month, our True Girl subscribers will be receiving the Hooray for Girls box. It includes everything you need to talk to your daughter about gender stereotypes and to write her a permission slip to be the kind of girl God made her to be, whether she's what culture calls a girly girl or a tomboy. If you're not a subscriber, we invite you to join us starting this month. Subscribe today and we'll ship your first box, the Hooray for Girls box. And as always, the highlight of every subscription box is the mom-daughter date. And the Hooray for Girls box mom-daughter date provides all the scripture and conversation prompts for a great date, but encourages you to customize it to your girl's hobbies and personality. After the mom-daughter date, girls will spend the entire month immersing themselves in biblical truth about being a girl through our daily devotions written by me, Dana, Janet, and some other teachers that we absolutely love. This box is packed full of fun reminders that you can be any kind of girl God wants you to be. We'll send some summer fiction reading from our True Girl series, a bookmark-making craft kit, and a bookmark from the Good Book Mom. Plus, memory cards, a True Girl club patch, and a whole lot more. Guys, this box is amazing. Basically, it's all designed to remind your daughter to embrace the kind of girl God created her to be and to remember what matters most is not what color you like to wear or what hobbies you're into, but fearing God. Go to MyTrueGirl.com to subscribe today. Guys, I have some happy, sad news, which isn't going to be news to either of you because you know, but mom's listening. I have happy, sad news. What's the news? The happy, sad news is this. The True Girl Pajama Party Tour is going to be put into the vault. Oh. The vault. Right. <laughs> That's right. This is the last season, actually, for the Pajama Party Tour. And the last the last month for it, and we're going to tuck it away because in the fall, we're going to release a new tour, which we will announce at some point, but I'm not going to share right now what the tour Yay. is. Mm, I think we know. But the happy side of that is this. So that was the sad part. Okay. Bye-bye, Pajama Party Tour. Mm. The happy side of that, of course, is we have a new tour coming out in the fall. The yeah. other happy side of that is this. We are going to do True Girl Global once again. Yay! Right. What is True Girl Global? It is a live stream of the True Girl Pajama Party Tour. So on April 28th, we're going to be in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, doing an actual live event, an in-person event. And we're actually going to live stream that event, too. So no matter where you live around the world, Mm -hmm. you can join in on the fun of the True Girl Pajama Party Tour. Yeah. So great. I so love great. it. Last time girls joined us and it was like the middle of the night in the part of the world where they live. Wow. Or That's the amazing. next day. It's or, a true pajama I mean, party. It was really fun. We were all connected as a girlhood sisterhood all over the world. Right. Mm. And that's a good point. People are watching all over the world. So yes, to answer your question, you will receive a recording of the live stream the very next day. For those of you who are listening to this and you're like, but wait, it's after April 28th when the True Girl Global live stream event is. What Uh-oh. do I do? Yeah. 
We're going to keep the link live for a bit of time after April 28th. So check the link in the show notes and whether you can watch it with us on April 28th, you're joining us afterwards, you want to watch the recording of the live stream. We really want you to join us for the True Girl Global live stream event because like I said, it's the last time the Drama Party Tour is going to be around for a while. And also some of you have seen the event and you love it so much and you went home and you were like, I really want my friends to see this. Well, now they can. can. Have a watch party. They can have a watch party right there in their home. A pajama party in your own house. That is awesome. Right. (laughs) And they will be receiving a pajama party pack with each registration. There's VIP online experiences. So go to the link in the show notes and sign up because April 28th is going to be an incredible, incredible night. And we really want you to be there. Dana's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Stacey Rudolph's going to be there. Mm -hmm. PJ Panda's going to be there. Oh, PJ. And what else do you need? PJ Panda's going to be there. He's he's everything. PJ and Jesus. (laughs) Register today. (laughs) 